0: Welcome to the HopeCast. We're glad you're joining us this week. Here we have conversations about finding life.
1: Welcome to the HopeCast. This is Nicole joined by David Dwight, and we are here talking about life and faith relationships and how we figure out how to do our best to flourish in the place that God has made us. I just made that up I right like the word. I really <laughs> like the
0: word flourish.
1: I do like it too.
0: There's a lot too. It's it. really
1: rich. It has, yeah, it does feel like it has a lot. But today we are talking about obedience, which is an interesting word. Do you know what the first comes to mind for me when I hear obedience? What? Dog obedience school. And I have a bad dog who doesn't obey, really, <laughs> at all. And I was wondering, on the spectrum of obedience for your dog, how obedient do you think your dog is? Um, I think
0: he's he's pretty good. Sometimes he surprises me. Um, he's pretty good. I think it's partly his breed. Uh, we definitely worked pretty hard with him when he was a puppy, and we had a trainer help us and work with him. A dog obedience trainer. Yeah, a dog trainer. <laughs> Um, now if, if he's really worked up about something and I tell him to like, wait, like not run after something, if he's really worked up about it, he's going to go. Um, but I'm frequently surprised how good he is. Or sometimes he'll start running and I'll say, wait. And he like skids to a stop.
1: Yeah. That's pretty awesome.
0: Yeah. Um, I think
1: your dog and one of my dogs share a, um, deep need for affection. It's oh my hard did <laughs> that, that particular dog cannot obey the idea that it isn't the time to snuggle right now. <laughs>
0: well, if, if it's the same idea, like to our dog, there is no time that is not the time <laughs> right. to be petted and rubbed and scratched behind the yes. ears. And I mean, he would absolutely be 24/7 and as soon as you pet the dog and then you stop no. he's he's like whining He's like nosing you, he's putting his nose and his head under your hand again.
1: (laughs) And then if you're sitting
0: in a chair, he comes over and he paws at you. You're like, there's no getting away from it.
1: I feel like my dog, I could wear my dog as a scarf and that would be about the right (laughs) level of like togetherness like in general. Yes. So that dog, that sweet dog is obedient, except in that area. There's just no getting away from the endless need for affection.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I think a couple podcasts ago we did say we should do a full-blown podcast on dogs and what we learned from dogs it'd be a good one
1: well have you heard about the documentary series on netflix right Mm now no so there's a full in fact i was just with our creative director aj uh talking with talking about it at lunch because it's just so well done and he's like you have to watch it you'll be so inspired about storytelling and how they how this producer captures this the story of dogs. So maybe is before our dog, on I don't know what it's called. So maybe okay. someone listening will like tweet us or email us or something. Okay. I'm guessing if you search dogs, you'll find it, but okay. it's pretty, um, it's the rage right now. Apparently the one about a refugee who is displaced from his dog is a very powerful story. So before our dogs, podcast, I mean, really, we'll do I'm our telling you,
0: dogs, uh, We talked about The picture of uh, George H. W. Bush's dog, uh, President Bush Sr. who died, and the picture of the dog lying by his casket. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it just dogs are remarkable.
1: Yes, so that's not today, but I think it was a good segue into our you pulled us back. We were slipping. We were like slipping. Well, and the reason why is because I do think that our like. Experiences with the word of the idea of obedience, we think about dogs behaving or children minding their parents or that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Yet it's this huge idea in scripture, and Mm -hmm. I think we probably need to recapture that for our life.
0: Yeah, my guess would be that we have grown to think of obedience as a kind of forced servility, uh, like only a few steps away. From an indentured servant, Mm -hmm. a hired hand, or even maybe just a few steps further away from um, residuals of slavery and
1: other things like this. Um, It's kind of punitive, or I feel like it has a punitive connotation as well. Like obedience is about not, obedience is about what's going to happen if you don't, if you get in trouble, not Mm -hmm. more than that. Mm -hmm. It's on the negative side.
0: It's close to the word, uh, be subject to, Mm. you know, like Ephesians five, where Paul says to, uh, husbands and wives, be subject to one another. Mm. You just say the word be subject to, and people's radar alarms go kind of crazy. Um, but let's stick with the word obedience. Um, I would love to see if there is a way for us, one, to understand the word, uh, more Comprehensively, Mm. and to understand the uh, emotional element to the word, Jesus ties the word obedience to love. Mm. So, like, we should never separate obedience and love. And my guess is, some of us hearing it would be like, Love would be the farthest thing from my mind with obedience. I thought obedience was. Uh, what you do because you're going to be punished, or
1: well, and we may have had those experiences. So we're not saying retroactively based on what you've known of obedience. You now need to connect it to love. Mm-hmm. It's actually talking about moving forward. What would a vision for your life look like where the idea of obedience in Christ is linked to love, not what you thought before, but mm-hmm. what you could think
0: forward. So Jesus said in John 14:15, He said, "If you love me, you will obey my commandments." Mm. Okay. Now that may land variously in people's ears. But let me back up for a minute cuz I have frequently said but I want to reiterate Jesus never taught as a moralizer. Mm. He taught truth. And what I think he's saying there is um there's a truth about obedience which is this. We you and I obey whatever we love. Mm. And so does every human being obey what they love. Mm-hmm. Now, you don't think of it of obedience. You think of it as, no, I'm doing what I want to do, right? But that's because we have to like drag the word obedience out of this pejorative Mm -hmm. connotation because it like doesn't stand a chance of being a positive thing. But like the math of it is what we love, we obey. Mm -hmm. Okay. So like, what does that mean? What am I really saying?
1: There's no shoulds in it. There's no like you should. Exactly. It's just you will. It's a it's,
0: it's a it's a it's like the theological math of it. This right. is what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, if you love chocolate, you will obey your <laughs> cravings and eat it. Mm-hmm. Right. That's a hundred percent obedience. Mm-hmm. Right. And people are like obedience. Are you kidding me? No, I love chocolate mm-hmm. and I want to. i I really like it. One hundred percent. That's an obedience idea. Mm. Um, if you love social media. You will obey your desires to be on social media. Mm. That's an obedience issue. Can you're I give... obeying what you love. You are you're you are doing, acting, and giving your energy to what you love. That's obedience. Mm.
1: Can I give you another one that mm-hmm. a doctor friend of mine has talked with me about? How many people know, particularly in this world, he was talking about diabetics know that they shouldn't eat sugar, but they love it. And so they obey it to their own detriment, even though they know they shouldn't. And I'm sure right. we all know there's many more cases like that, but this particular one was like, the evidence is right there and they still can't stop themselves from doing it. Right. And it's because you it's, you love you know, right. that kind of obedience, even to our detriment or right. to the detriment of something else, right. you know.
0: Now to put this into, let's take it now into the step toward relational life. Um, If you love a person, Mm -hmm. it is the natural desire of your heart to please them. Mm. Now, perfectly, 110% all the time. Probably not because we live in a fallen world and it's not perfect like that. But if you truly love a person, it is your natural desire to please them. Mm -hmm. That is what obedience looks like, Hmm. right? So we've talked about this. Um, If... If you had a young couple who uh, were getting married in a couple of weeks and you were meeting with them, say, in uh, Mm pre-marriage preparation and so on, if one of them said to the other, hey, uh, listen, I have a question before we get married. Um, What is the absolute minimum that I can do in this marriage so that, you know, we can pull it off? And the other one would look (laughs) at them like, wait, like, what are you (laughs) saying? What, what is the absolute minimum that I can do so we can pull this off? Mm. It's completely devoid of everything that love means. Mm. Love wouldn't ask that question. Mm. If, if you love somebody, you wouldn't even be thinking in that direction. Yeah. If you love somebody, you are looking at giving yourself to please them as a delightful thing mm. to do. Because it's the natural outgrowth of love. Mm. So if we go all the way back to Jesus saying, if you love me, you will obey my commandments. He's not wagging his finger. He's not holding the yardstick over your wrist like a you know sixth grade mm. teacher. He is saying this is the natural way interactions, hearts, and relationships work. Mm. If you love me, you will obey what I command. Mm. So let's turn the dial a bit. If we want to ask ourselves about our life in Christ and our Christian life, then I'm going to ask myself, do I desire to obey Jesus? If not, do I not love him? Mm. If that's true, then what do I need to be looking into and considering about this life? Mm. But the, the main point that I kind of want to make to help us understand obedience is every single human being on earth, if there's seven and a half billion of us, are exquisitely obedient exquisitely mm. obedient we are highly 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 obedient to those mm-hmm. things we love so pick whatever that thing you love is if you love money you are you are completely devoting and shaping your life mm. in order to get more money mm-hmm. that's obedience mm-hmm. you're obeying the love you have for money mm-hmm. um, if you love attention, you will craft your life and obey your love Mm. for attention, right? We're not used to using the word obey that way, but it is absolutely what it means. Mm. So Jesus is simply saying, if you love me, you'll obey my commandments. But I think if we want to back up to understand it, I imagine these conversations with Jesus. I think Jesus would say, well, let me start by telling you, if whatever you love, you'll obey. Mm -hmm. If you love, fill in the blank. If you love, fill in the blank. Whatever it is, you're going to obey that Mm -hmm. love. So the concept is like got its own natural math to it.
1: And I think there's something about even the idea you'll obey what I command that can feel to me a little bit disconnected from Jesus's life. Yeah. I think there's also this connection where the more you love me, the more you know me, the more you'll understand the way I'm teaching, right. the more you'll want to do those things. Like they're linked. The, totally. The, it's not like his commands are, you know— like your car manual they're just completely dis- like not related at all to human flourishing if we're going to use that word again that's the word they're actually connected to each other so his commands have a reason a purpose and a meaning a million percent that help you love him and love others that's what they're for <laughs> even the ones that you might not at first like like um when jesus said the son of man did not come to be served but to serve he's giving us an axiom that actually Life and love are found in the way you serve other people. Now, it Mm -hmm. might not feel that way Mm -hmm. every moment. Mm -hmm. I might not want to obey that. But when I do, I understand his love and his way more Mm -hmm. than I did before. Mm -hmm. They are totally connected.
0: Yes. And a lot of this has to do with our perspective and how our own Christian faith has been formed. I don't know if people truly trust the fact that um, because God loves us, His commandments are for our flourishing Mm -hmm. and our joy. If you don't trust that, then the commandments feel oppressive. You doubt them. You push back against them. And you get a lot of tailwind in a culture like ours that effectively is anti-authority. Right. So, but, but I think what Jesus would say is, if you love me, you'll obey my commandments. And because I love you, I've given you commandments Mm. And those commandments are for your flourishing and your joy. That's like the full cycle of how it all goes together.
1: Well, and this feels important to me for some reason today to say, and if you think that you know one of Jesus's commandments, you should go find it. Like... Don't trust necessarily like some, you might have some church folklore leftover back in your world and it may have gone through the telephone of human condition before it got to you. And you may be thinking, that's what Jesus says. Like, know if he says it, go like read the gospels. You may be surprised at what you find that Jesus says. Mm-hmm. It, you may have picked up some other things along the way that aren't the fullest expression of the way he did command. Yes. And if that's, I'm trying to be kind because I'm not. I'm. That's nobody's fault. It's yeah. just how life happens. There's a
0: lot of urban legend and mistaken ideas. Well, think
1: about what you might remember. You, you, your son Dave might have a memory when he was six of something that happened between you two. That might be a hundred percent different than the memory you had. Mm-hmm. A six year old's interpretation of whatever that was can be really different mm-hmm. than a grown adult. Mm -hmm. So as grown adults, we may have some interpretations left over that were from Sunday school and fourth grade Mm -hmm. that would be worth finding out for yourself, Mm -hmm. reading for yourself.
0: Yeah. So my sort of final thought on this, if people are kind of still with us on what obedience means, every human being is exquisitely obedient to the things they love. Then we get to a place where we may want to ask ourselves some questions. Um, Do I want to be obedient? to Mm -hmm. this thing or to that thing? Is it Mm life-giving? Is it freedom-giving? We have all designed our lives, knowing it or not knowing it, in exquisite obedience Mm. to the things that we love. Now a question might be, hmm, is that what I want to be obedient to? Is that giving me the life that I really Mm. want? So pick whatever these things may be in our lives that we have designed our lives to be obedient to. And now this makes me think of things like Jesus saying, uh, come to me all who are weary mm. and worn down and I will give you rest. If we're, if I'm obedient to Jesus, I'm getting the spacious life of freedom and grace that comes under his being obedient to him that comes mm. under him. Do I want to come under him and have that spacious life of freedom, uh, and grace, or do I want to give my life as obedience to money, which is a tyranny of never enough? Mm. Popularity, which is a picture that will never have a payout. Uh, importance, which is a mirage that I'll never get to. So, but all of those things are good examples of things that we craft our lives to in obedience. Mm,
1: that's great. That's great stuff. All right. That's a lot to think about. And we look forward to talking with you guys next week.
0: HopeCast is a ministry of Hope Church in Richmond, Virginia. We're glad you joined us this week. If you'd like to learn more, you can find us online at www.hopecentral.com.